Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and you will get notified when content is posted each and every week. I want to welcome my guest, David Herrera, artistic director and choreographer of the David Herrera Performance Company in San Francisco. He's here to discuss the upcoming performance of Odele, a partnership of music and dance featuring the live music of Chicano living legend Elvez. Orale runs September 7th through the 9th at Z Space in San Francisco. David, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Let's uh, let's get into the production. Tell me about Orale. How did it come together? Uh, and what can people expect when they see the performance? <laughs> all right. That's that's a packed question, but I'll, I'll try to get it to all of it. Sure. So Orale is a it's a it's a big production. It's a collaboration by David Hare Performance Company uh, with five other national Latinx, Latina choreographers from around the country. Uh, and that includes Alfonso Cervera from Columbus, Ohio, Stephanie Martinez from Chicago, Gabriel Mata from Washington, D.C., Yvonne, Yvonne Montoya from Tucson, Arizona, and then another local colleague of mine, Eric Garcia, here in San Francisco. Uh, so it's a collaboration between us and then with Elves as well, uh, Elves and his band, the Memphis Mariachis. Uh, we've been we've been putting this show together for about two years now. The, the early conversation started about two years ago. And the idea was to bring as many Latinx voices into one piece of work in one evening. Uh, this was really exciting to me because in the professional, contemporary and modern uh, concert dance world, it is very rare that our narratives and stories and ideas are are seen. Uh, on stages across the United States. So uh, my company focuses and centers our communities as is. But uh, for me, I want to take that a step further and also address and talk about how as a community, we can not only come together, but we can also bring something different, a different flavor, something unique to one production. So what this, uh, what is different about this, this, this evening is that it's not a festival. So it's not individual choreographed pieces while each choreographer created uh choreography to one of Elvis's songs i had the privilege and the challenge mm-hmm. of sewing these pieces together into one full evening so it's all it's all it, it has a beginning and an end it has different uh, uh narratives and stories that pop in and out and and i got to put it all together which was which was exciting and it was the first time i got i've gotten to work with this many latinx artists so for me this was truly special um, and something I wanted to fulfill for a long, long time. So the evening is part dance concert, excuse me, part dance performance, part rock concert, complete party fiesta feel. <laughs> <laughs> so the the piece is big, it's rambunctious, it's topsy and it's turvy. It, it, it dips in, in reality and, and, and dream making. Um, I wanted to show the different layers of our community and and the different approaches that we took to that to that all bring these ideas into the performance. So um, it it has a very loose narrative because I that's really the way I think our community lives. We come in and out out of moments, right? I I Spanglish with friends, then I move into Spanish, then I move into English. Right. My I'm first generation. My parents were immigrants to the country. I'm you know, I have 
Uh, I was the first in both sides of my family to go to college. So there's these different experiences that come with being Latino for me. And the same thing I think can be said for, for Elves and his music. The reason I was drawn to his music, actually, let me, let me get a little, a little sure. background here. Sure. I studied, I happened to study his work when I was in college over 20 years ago. Uh, I happened to take a class that was about submersive Latino identity in the United States. And one of the things that we studied in that, in that co college course was one of his albums, Gracias Land. And what I found uh, really interesting about Elvis and his work was that he was taking these sounds that people really much, that people really consider American sounds, rock and roll, pop music. And he was taking these songs that people know so well, you know, in the ghetto, he turned it into En El Barrio, uh, Blue Suede Shoes, it's now Huaraches Azules. And so he rewrote the lyrics to speak about his own experience being American born and an American born Latino, being Chicano, being Pocho, somebody who didn't know how to speak Spanish and then had to relearn it so that so that they had so he also had a better understanding of, of his communities and, and, and his backgrounds. And so to me, that really resonated because, uh, you know, I am firstborn as well. And I was I was working in a field, modern dance, that, again, is, has this very American context to it. But I was feeling erased by the very art form that I loved. Mm. I was going out, seeing work, and I see a lot of it. And, and I was seeing that there was this huge gap of, of representation and visibility of Latino artists, Latinx artists in the dance and the professional dance field. And that really and that really upset me and bothered me. And so when the comp when I created David Herr performance performance company, I knew I wanted to bring those voices into the center of the work that I did. Um, and parallel to Elvis's use of music, I was using this, what many people consider American art form to bring these narratives into the forefront rather than to keep them in the back in the background. And so this is how all this is how Orale really all kind of came together with all these ideas in mind. Uh, you know, folks ask me if this was a singular idea, and it's not. This is hmm. this is this has been happening in my mind and in my heart and in my community for years and years on end. And this is just another manifestation of what that looks like and feels like. Um, and it's very unapologetic. <laughs> you know, we're we're saying the things we're saying, we're dancing the way we want to dance, and and we're really just doing it the way that feels good and right for us. And I will say that you know there might seem might be some things that some certain audience members will not get. The nuances, those cultural nuances, they may not get it, but those who do do, and that's important. That was uh, actually what I was going to lead into that. My next question was, uh, and you kind of alluded to it, why is it so important, especially these days, for people of color to tell their own stories in their own way? Uh, what does that mean to you about telling your own story in your own way? Yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up in Hollywood, California. So uh, I grew up in the middle of the entertainment industry, um, literally. Uh, I was one block away from Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> and and my community was very, very multicultural. Uh, a global majority was my community around me, and uh, and to me, that's that's what resonated. That's what makes sense. And then to move into certain fields, both in education and and the professional uh, arts field, I, I again I noticed how how much lack 
there was a representation for pretty much any community of color, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, and so, really, it became almost it became a crusade almost um, to to make sure that everything that I do touches on this idea somehow, whether if it's through a narrative, through a theme, through who I'm presenting, who's dancing in the company. It's that we're that we're constantly putting this up front. We're not hiding. We're not shying away from it. And also that I'm fighting for space and visibility, not just for myself, but for my community. So when I do have the opportunity to produce something, I love to invite other people into that idea, whatever the case may be in whichever form it may be. So for instance, one small aspect that it's not uh, really talked about in this production is that we have community vendors sending, selling their goods in the lobby mm. before and during the inter- before the performance during intermission after the show. Uh, and this is, includes uh, Mujeres Poderosas Sanaka, which is a, a woman-driven uh, collective, immigrant woman-driven collective, and they are selling their handmade embroidered feminist pins mm. uh, from from Central and South America, right? And so it's this kind of community building aspect that I really try to bring into my work, even though we are first and foremost a performance company. We also have programming outside of the dance company uh, for community members. So we have a mentorship program for emerging young uh, dance artists to teach them everything that has taken me (laughs) almost 20 years to learn right that i had to learn the hard way and for me it's important to pass this information down for free there's no charge the 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 mentorship i give them everything i have learned so that hopefully that they can get to the space that i'm at much sooner than it took me to be here Hmm. right uh passing that wealth down uh we also have a national initiative for for working artists all around the country it's called Latinx Hispanic Dancers United. And this initiative has many different programs running at the same time. So so while we are a performance company, we're also a community. And I recognize that we're now a community builder. And we are taking a, a very a lead role nationally, which is exciting. It's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of work, but it's exciting. And I think it, it was needed. And that's why Orale is important. Orale is important to show how we can, how how not only can we come together, but how much power we have when we do, mm-hmm. right? I think that is a good example to set for any community, uh, particularly any community that has felt marginalized by by the status quo and by history uh, in the U.S., is to show that we have wealth amongst ourselves. I always describe it this way. Um, if, if, if it, I almost think about it the way we celebrated events growing up uh whether or was whether it's a celebration or something or something sad so so for instance if we're celebrating a quinceanera or somebody's passing somebody's parents passed in another country the community rile came together so so people would donate money or bring food or whatnot and so i think about it like you bring tortillas i bring rice somebody else brings corn and all of a sudden while we all thought we were lacking individually when we come together to the table we have a feast <laughs> and orale is a feast it's a feast for the eyes it's a feast for the senses there's a lot going on the expression value is not only happening in the music of Elvez, 
and and the dances themselves, but it's happening in the costuming. It's happening in the, in the stage design by Rogelio Lopez, the costuming by Ismael Acosta. I I told them, I told all the designers, the lighting designers. I said, let's not, let's not be shy about this. Let's just go for it. Let's give it full blast. Let's let's again do it the way we want to do it, rather than having the influence the influences from the outside. And don't get me wrong, there was moments where I still allowed that outside perspective to kind of creep in, and mm-hmm. and I kept thinking like. Is this going to be too much? Is this going to be too loud? Is this going to be understood by the masses? And I have to remember that what's important is that we tell the stories we want to tell and do it the way we want to do it. And I need to, and and I keep coming back to that because that is my anchor. Every time I start expanding outwardly again and start thinking about uh, everybody's opinion about this, that's when I start to lose the thread of what this is really about, which is my communities, <laughs> our communities. So yeah, so that's I would say that's that's why it's important. And of course, it's fun to collaborate with another art form. Mm-hmm. Having the live band and the dancers is just, ooh, it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Maybe at moments a little too much, but that's okay. <laughs> your, your passion is definitely coming through uh, even in this interview i could tell uh, it's going to be a wonderful wonderful show um let me ask you now just uh, about the the collaboration and, and bringing all this together uh, obviously when you have this many creative types you have this many uh folks coming together for a performance like this um someone has to be able to navigate and 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 corral all of this creativity into a piece um, that you know people could come and watch. So, what was your approach to reaching out and bringing all of these folks together? And then, how did you go ahead and navigate through ensuring that everybody's creativity and their ability is heard and and presented? But at the same time, you as you know, you have to have some some way of corralling all of this together. How'd you <laughs> how'd you do that? Yes. Uh, whew, yeah. So, this is a great question. It's it's not necessarily always easy. Um, what what was easy was getting people involved. Um, you know, I I met uh, Elves, uh, whose real name is Robert Lopez. Uh, several years ago, I went to one of his concerts in San Francisco, invited by one of my friends. And I, I obviously I already I gave the backstory. I already knew who he was. I already knew the work. Uh, so we went to the concert. But they had my friend who took me happened to know somebody in the band weirdly they went to college with this band member over 20 years ago they were roommates and so and so when we started to recognize the, the connections here we i started saying it would be interesting it would be so much fun to choreograph to 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 his work and she, and she said why don't we do the intro tonight and see what happens and that's exactly what went down we did a quick exchange of information really not expecting alves who has you know, 40 plus years in the music industry, 35 years of being Alves, uh, i not really expecting him to take me up on this, right? I just assumed he'd be busy and he had, he's constantly touring. And and a couple of months, maybe I think maybe it was a month or two months later, I hit him back up to see if he was still interested. And he said, yes, I am. And really, that's, as they say, the rest of his history. We continued on with the project. Then inviting the dancers, or excuse me, the choreographers was also quite exciting because 
they all said yes immediately. <laughs> and I think the reason for that was because none of us have ever had this experience before. We've never been able to work with other Latinx choreographers before. Uh, for many of us, we rarely get to work with Latinx, Latina dancers, if ever. And so the idea of coming together and actually working with one, each, one another, I think was exciting for everybody. Plus knowing that they got to create something in their own voice. And then that I got to take that and put it in this larger idea, which was really exciting also and really generous of all of them, including Alves and all the choreographers, was that they are allowing me to shape the entire production, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so there is there are things that they they were giving me lead way with transitions and maybe even some choreographic changes, things that help the production make sense and stay together. Um, and they've all been really, really good about allowing that to happen. But I think it's because we all understand that it needs to happen uh, so that it doesn't feel too separate. Um, but the corralling part, plus, oh, and I should say this, the corralling part wasn't necessarily difficult in in that, uh, in, in getting people in, in. What became more of a challenge was the scheduling. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the out-of-state choreographers, we had to fly them in, we brought them in. They either spent a week or two weeks with us here in, in the Bay Area. Um, and then they would go back, you know, to, to, their, to their towns and then we were left with what they've created and then it was up to us to keep keep it fresh keep it going um and then you take on top of that that we have a cast of 10 <laughs> of 10 dancers who all dance for multiple companies throughout the bay area and so in keeping all that scheduling was you know it was a lot of puzzle work and then you take the band the band is mostly in southern california Elves himself lives in Mexico City. And so then there's this whole other aspect of bringing them in, figuring out how they rehearse. So they've been rehearsing in Southern California without Elves, but they've been having meetings together. They've been working together also for a long time. So they know each other, right? right. So they, they know how to get together immediately and, and, and put things together. And so that also has been really helpful because we were able to jump in this week into the theater for the first time all together and start putting this into the evening that we were imagining for an opening night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, and speaking of that, I know you guys are opening tonight and, uh, and thank you for, for do, agreeing to do this today. I know you had coming off a 12 hour rehearsal day yesterday, and I'm sure you've got a lot more to get to. Um, but are there any plans uh, for the show after you, the, the run ends on the ninth or, or are there any uh, ways that other people may get to see it in other places? Yes. So there are other plans. We are, this is one production we feel really strongly about touring. So we are going to be, uh, we are shopping this piece already, We, <laughs> if you will, uh, to other locations, particularly to the towns where the choreographers are from. That's of high interest to mm -hmm. bring the work there. Plus, I also do believe that uh, a work like this, especially given the community aspect and how many people from around the country we brought in to work on it, cannot stay just in the bay area right uh it needs to it needs to go to other places to fulfill its mission it needs to develop between those between now and then you know i think i'm sure things will change when this when that happens and it goes up again 
So a way that folks can uh, uh, can continue participating, so to speak, is we are obviously actively uh, accepting donations that are five that are tax exempt, so that we can keep building this and working this and showing it to the public. Um, but also, we will have obviously a recording that we do think we will be releasing uh, for a limited time online, so those folks who were not able to make it can watch it. Um, and we will continue pushing, pushing to get it seen in other locations. Well, David, again, uh, I, I know you're very busy and thank you so much. But if people want more information about uh, the show, they want more information about you, your dance company, Elvis, where can they go to get information? And more importantly, where can they go and get tickets? OK, great. So ticket the ticket, the ticket site is uh, www.z, as in zebra, cspace.org. And that's also the theater we're performing on in. C space in the Mission District in San Francisco, 450 Florida Street. So the ticket link one more time is www.cspace.org. For information on my organization, it's www.dhperformance.org. And there you will find all the information for my company, what we're about, what we do, our mission statement, and other, and other works. And if you wanted to check out Elves, uh, elves.org net is where to go excellent excellent david herrera artistic director and choreographer of the david herrera performance company in san francisco thank you so much for appearing on the edric show and congratulations and good luck on orderly and uh again i think it's it's important and you mentioned it that other people will be able to see it as well and that it seems like it's it's just starting so congratulations thank you very much and thank you for having me you're very welcome. You're very welcome. This has been another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. As promised, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Hit that subscribe button. Check us out. Let me know how I'm doing as I bring you this content each and every week. I want to thank you for tuning in, and I will catch you on the next episode.